podcast party. We're back. A dinosaur story. Here for another episode. We're back. A dinosaur story. That was a '90s cartoon. What was it? It was a. What was the com- the company that did it? I can't remember. Was it Warner Brothers? It was a company. It was one of the ones that was trying to be a contender for Disney. I don't remember, but they were doing kind of a dark storyline. It doesn't hold up is the bottom line of that story. They made dinosaurs smart and friendly. John Goodman was in there, but I, I loved it as a kid. Tried to go watch back and watch it recently. Doesn't work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, 90s filmmakers uh, who made that movie. It didn't hold up. There's just something, I don't know. The jokes were off somehow, but, you know, dinosaurs are always going to be cool, though. That's the thing. Even if, you know, they may not have existed per the Lord or whatever, uh, they're still cool, whether or not they're real. I mean, real doesn't matter. What is real anyway? Perception is nine-tenths of the law, and that's what I've always heard. And so I feel like Reality is what you make it, friends and listeners, strangers, enemies. We take all kinds to get those stats up on our podcast, soundcloud.com. iTunes, were available there too. Here's the thing. We're doing a podcast today. It's called Podcast Party. It's not about We're Back a Dinosaur Story, which you probably should watch just for the, you know, just to know what I'm talking about. It's got John Goodman. He's a di- he's a T-Rex. That's fun in and of itself. There's a guy with a nightmare radio. There's a guy with a, dr- a wish radio. So here's the other thing. This is Podcast Party. And we're doing an episode right now, as you listen. In the past, we've done an episode. This will be released in the future. However, it's a podcast about... Podcasts. We're going to introduce you guys to some podcasts that we have found and we find interesting. And then we're going to give you snippets of them and give you our thoughts regarding those self-same podcasts. So, in the room with me, I have one John. Oh, hi. One Henry. Hello. And myself, a Michael. We are Sans, Logan, and Natalie tonight. They are out and away fighting crime and saving lives. So we're doing Skeleton Crewcast, but we happen to have one extraordinary guest tonight. He's a guest who has a name called Arthur. Hello, Arthur. Hello. Just me. Hello. Do you prefer Arthur or Art? Uh, anything. Just don't call me late for dinner. Ha <laughs> Hey! So, we're all here. And uh, let's say we get things going.
fuck. Pre-recorded. <laughs> and we're back. A dinosaur story. Anyway, um, let's get into the podcast tonight. Our theme tonight is provided by none other than Henry. Henry. Oh. Henry. Hi. What's our theme? I thought we would tackle some mountains tonight. Ooh. Our theme tonight is too big to fail. Too big to fail. Yes. Wait, are mountains too big to fail? We'll find out. When you told me about this pod, this podcast theme, I was uh, I was pretty excited. It's yeah. Like too big to fail. That's a great theme. And I, I mean, I've had a few weeks to prepare. We've all had a few weeks to prepare. Oh in, yeah. And for this, and we've listened to podcasts related to this, and uh, we're I think we're ready, uh, listener. Strap in. It's going to be good. So. Uh, Arthur. Yes. Uh, too big to fail. Being the theme tonight. Mm-hmm. What's something something that you found was a complete let's say clusterfuck, I suppose is a good way to put it. What's something that was a complete mess? Horrible uh, catastrophic failure but it was so Big. There was so much buzz. There was so much like money put into it that it it somehow was even was made even so even though it shouldn't have been. Like I know you do uh, you do theater. Yes. And uh, and you've you've been involved in, in, in performing and those types of things. Has there been any an experience related to that where oh. something was too big to fail? Quite a few times. Yes. I um, <clears throat> remember a long time ago that uh, we had this one incident where we had to have a bunch of people standing on stage as trees. Matter of fact, that was, it was called a Brooklyn, a tree grows in Brooklyn. And, you know, we just stood there because, you know, a tree stands on, uh, grows in Brooklyn. So we just stand on stage and one person kind of interacts and we had like maybe three people come to the show every night. So I think on a whole, we must have had, we made like 12 bucks that night. Or for like the whole run. Wow! You know? So it was a, was it like just super flop. Or yeah, it was. It when we 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 hyped it up so much, you know, uh, that it was just unbelievable, you know. And and we had paid for advertising, and you know, and and everybody knows the classic "A Tree Grows in Brooklyn." But this was kind of an avant-garde director, you know, and, and we had to go do the whole. You know, be the tree, all this methodical method training and all this stuff and method acting, and which I'm a kind of an advocate for, you know, but he took it a little bit too far. I mean, we had to actually go out in the woods and look at the trees and think of how they might be feeling. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah, and it, so not a very accessible play. No, no, it was not successful That's, at all. Well, no, I mean like accessible to the, oh, accessible. the general public. Yeah, no, like no. they they couldn't. Uh, uh, I guess latch onto the ideas. Like, was it? Was there a lot of? I mean, yeah, was there was a story, or was it more of a well, kind like, of a more of a vignette sort of thing? Well, we couldn't really, really branch out. If you get what I'm saying. Oh, 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 Nah, well, we, you know, it was, it. We had some people in it. We had like one person that was, you know, on stage. That was not a tree. You know, they actually were from Brooklyn. And they came by and they looked at the trees and they checked it every day and they said some lines. But it was really, how would I, how can I say this? It was more like um, kind of uh, 
Kierkegaard kind of philosophy. Okay. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, but it, that, that was all the director's thought. I mean, we we thought we were all just going to be, you know, famous from watching the, and from doing this show, you know. But when you do, like, little theater and all that stuff in the middle of nowhere, it, it's hard to be noticed, you know. Sure, especially with, you know, something that is other than the normal dinner theater style or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Because I've done dinner theater, too, and that's not really fun either. So did you have fun doing it? What? Was it a good experience? The show the or play? Mm-hmm. My play? Um, yes, I, I really learned how to be a, a California Redwood, you know, Sequoia Redwood. That's, you know, because they just don't move. And that's, I, I enjoyed that, you know, because I really, had to, really didn't really learn anything. I didn't learn any lines. I just stood there. Wow. Stood there on stage. It's it's really the most identifiable tree for me. Yeah. Because I, I like to stay in one place. I mean, the play might not have been that accessible to people, but let's be honest, you can't beat an effective program. If maybe there was a program that explained the Kierkegaardian philosophy, the universal imperative of these trees, maybe it would have been different. Wait, when you say program, you mean you want, like, a thesis statement given out to every person in the audience explaining, like, the core theories behind the direction of this play exactly don't let them think for themselves tell them what to think and they will come to you in droves wow the paper's uh, made from trees and that completes the cycle whoa i was trying to sound smart earlier when i agree with you i don't actually know much about kierkegaard i've heard that name he is a person oh was kierkegaard the universal imperative was that him the idea that if you do anything you should weigh against the idea that you should be okay with everyone else doing it only then is it ethical it might be a totally different person that sounds plausible yes okay fantastic yeah, yeah. i remember him as the guy who guards the kirika right yeah yeah yeah. the yeah. kirika yeah the, uh, the, the mythical olive- bridge of norse mythology yeah it's, yeah where all the philosophy is stored right <laughs> that's right it's stored in the middle of the bridge yeah, and and you can only access it from either direction. But there's a guard who is—he's kind of a a twin figure that stands on either side. There are two Kiriks. That's right. Who guard the Kirik Bridge? And Kirik, of course, is Norse for knowledge. Yeah, not to be confused with a famous uh, poet, Rainier Maria Kirk. Correct, and I I would not want to confuse that. I would never dream of confusing those things. His coffee is really good. Oh, the Keurig, the Keurig coffee. I love their coffee. Yeah. Yes. It comes in these little cups. It's so easy. And they're tr- it in. yeah. I don't have to make the coffee myself. It tells me what to think. Full circle. Speaking of. Yes. Uh, products and shopping and so forth, machines. We live in a world where we we see something we want. We can there's an avenue, there's a way to buy it, and there are companies that provide these things. And there was a there's a company that was a uh, huge in the eighties, nineties, and even now they're still still huge. But they did have some failed products. They had some uh, some ideas that didn't quite work out. And I'm talking about, of course, GM. Ah. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, not GM. Excuse me. GE. So sorry. Oh. General Electric. Light bulbs. Light bulbs. Stoves. Refrigerators. Tons of uh, household appliances. But 
as with any uh, creative field, there will be failures. And the, I actually have a podcast related oh. to failures in the appliance world. It's kind of like an as seen on TV, but those things that didn't work, the ones that kind of like had one episode and then people quickly realized that, whoa, this is a really horrible idea. The host is a former inventor, uh, MIT, PhD, uh, somebody that really, you know, knows uh, the world of innovation and, and, and has made a, a lot of leaps and bounds in the world of uh, invention. Uh, he's actually responsible for the microwave popcorn timer. Oh. And uh, as well as, oh, and he's he's a, he's actually an, the guy that came up with the fan that some microwaves have underneath when they're above the stove. That pulls the fumes oh, okay. away. Okay. Is the the, the stovetop fan? Yeah, All innovations right. like that. Uh, and he just you know he reviews he list he reviews different. Uh, he's kind of a top ten podcast of like oh here's the top ten failed products of 2014 blah blah blah. Cool. Sounds like a sounds like a good cast. I'm in. All right, here we go. Let's uh. <laughs> Hey everybody, Chris Todd's here. Welcome back to GE Generally Ineffective. This is your number one top 10 podcast for the failed innovations of the 21st, 20th, and 19th centuries. As I said before, I'm your host, Chris Todd's, former innovator, former inventor, former engineer. Now I just kind of stay home. I got this content creation thing going on. Don't worry too much about me, and let's get into the list. Today's list is a pretty special one. These are my personally failed innovations. Personally failed innovations. Up until this point, I've really kept a lid on these because, you know, the old hubris. But I, I think it's time that you guys know no one's perfect, not even me. Chris Todd's, former innovator and inventor and engineer, former employee of GE. Let's get right on the list with number 10. Number 10 on the list. The People Microwave. The general idea is you get these upscale homes where people install these really nice full body showers. And generally speaking, it's really hard to keep a towel around one of those things because all the water jets and humidity make them wet. So I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if these high scale people could install a doorway with a microwave built in that would cook all the water off of them? The unfortunate thing is I didn't calculate how fast everyone would walk through it. I thought everyone had kind of my sprightly step. Some people with a lot of money in those kind of showers are elderly people who walk pretty slow, and instead of cooking the moisture off of them, it cooks the moisture from within. If you're familiar with my microwave to bake potato settings for the microwave, yeah, it's really unfortunate. Crispy skin. Number nine. The reverse vent Elizer. Number nine is an interesting one. Whereas number 10 was for upscale neighborhoods, I wanted to design this one for standard apartment living. Did you know that 11 million Americans, half of their paycheck is spent on rent? So how can they afford any nice houses? 
So what I thought is if you're living in an apartment complex and you can't afford your rent hardly and you can't afford food, I invented the vent hood, but backwards. It's a microwave that goes over your stove, but you can reverse it instead of high or low. So you can vent in the fumes from other people cooking things in your apartment complex. Let's say you're inviting a nice lady over to dinner and you're like, I want it to smell like I cook, but I don't know how to cook. You do that. Unfortunately, this was a failed innovation because in the case of fires, as we all know, vent hoods actually wick the flames away from the stove. When the vent hood is set to reverse, it shoots flames into your kitchen. I don't have to explain to you why that's not good. Really. Okay, let's be honest. It was one or two incidents. Pretty rare. But honestly, I thought it could pass muster, but when you burn people alive and their families, even two incidents is too many. Enough about that. Number eight. The pet washer. So this was an interesting idea of mine. You might be noticing somewhat of a theme that there are microwaves involved. And honestly, I should have seen this one coming. I should have assumed this one wouldn't work. But everyone's got pets. And teacup animals are getting more and more popular. Teacup pigs, chihuahuas, poodles. So I thought, no one's ever really thought about adding attachments to a microwave, right? So if you have a kit, a conversion kit for a affordably priced GE microwave, you can have a nice little turntable for your pet while you wash them. The unfortunate part is that sometimes when you close a microwave door, let's say to keep your teacup guinea pig from escaping, it engages the magnetron on the microwave and it cooks your pet alive. You can't get that past the board. The board is not okay with things being burned to death. Now you think I would have learned my lesson, but now we're gonna talk about number seven. The Harrow Wave. Okay, so this is what it went to the market as. I called it the Head Fryer. People were not okay with the Head Fryer. We talked about the attachment thing. That didn't work. So I was thinking, what if we just advertise a new usage for microwaves and added a series of, you know, magnetron-friendly hair products? Because there are formulations of shampoo that you can use that won't you know, result in the liquid in someone's brain being boiled out of their ears by microwave radiation. Turns out some people like to save money. They like to pinch pennies, so they use their Paul Mitchell, their Garnier Nutrice, their Great Value Shampoo, without the protective magnetron particles, so, you know, fries people's heads. Yep. That, that wasn't a few. It was like 123, I think. I just thought it was funny that it was one, two, three, and then the board was super not okay with the fact that I thought that was funny. I don't get it. I don't get why they won't take my ideas. Take me back. I know it's a little different. It was a, uh, it may seem a little sad. This guy really wants his job back with this particular company. And, but I mean, he's doing okay. Well, he's rich. He's got his condo in like Northern California, and oh. basically he's just looking for something to do. That's what he knows, and he wants to get back to it. You know. Well, if he's got a condo, I mean, he must be doing pretty good. But I mean, I think it just sounded pretty pathetic, personally. I mean, it. You know, I mean, he's got a failed inventions. I mean, you you can't really go from there. All you got to do is just go back up, I suppose. Yeah. Right. It seems like he just learned the one thing, and not even that much, and then just ran with it. And you know, go with what you know, fake until you make it. Hey. Pose Law. From Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. The Panda's Law. His name was Poe. Poe. Was it? Yeah. Jack Black. He was, and he was, he was also a panda. And he was a panda. I panda knew that. Poe the Panda. I like noodles. I also like noodles. 
You know, oh, speaking of noodles, that actually reminds me of a podcast. What? Do tell. Now, I know that our theme tonight is Too Big to Fail. That is correct. But I think that the uh, the phrase too big to fail is really kind of tongue-in-cheek because nothing's too big to fail. So you guys, have you ever watched the Food Network? Oh, oh yeah, plenty oh, of times. Boy, have I. Have I watched the Food Network? I DVR it every night. Come okay. on. I didn't realize I was around some good old New York foodies. You're oh. talking to Henry. I DVR the Food Network every other day. Last name. I mean, look at me. Oh, wait, oh. Never mind, you can't. Never mind. But yeah, still, I mean, look at me. I'm slender. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I mean, you guys know that, that famous Food Network celebrity, uh, Frank Lanyap, right? Oh, yeah! Oh, Fra- yeah. yeah. Frank Flippin' Lanyap? Frank. Oh, yeah. But he's he's been in this food game, this foodie game, for like 25 years. Mm-hmm. And what he does is, ever since he got fired from the Food Network, he started this new podcast where he basically talks about everything in the world of food. Food news... Food culture, food technology, anything under the sun. And uh, he, he's joined by other ex-disgraced Food Network employees. Oh, and there's a lot of them. Oh, oh so oh, many. Oh, so many. Believe me, they get burned out. Seriously. Yeah, a lot of chefs fail. There's uh, not, too, not too big to fail. <laughs> oh! And that's exactly what I mean. Too legit to thing. quit? Yeah, true. Well, they were legit enough to get fired, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. But they were too legit to quit. Alright, so uh, who wants to listen to this podcast? I do. I do. I'm interested. Let's listen. Welcome back to A Little Bit Extra with Frank Lenyap. That's right, I'm Frank Lenyap and I'm here... To talk food. Let's talk about food. You know, I love food. Food is my bread and butter, if you will. I love me some food. And you know what I love more than just food? I love new food. I love people who are doing with food that is pushing the boundaries of what food might be. You know, I I was on the Food Network, as you all know. Uh, if you're a first-time listener, I was on the Food Network for, for, for 15 years. I've uh, been in the food world for a quarter century now, but uh, yeah, they 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 had to let me go. Uh, budget cuts, if you can believe it, but uh, that's okay. Onward and upward for Frank Lanyap. I got my own thing now. I'm doing a podcast. Uh, I've got talking about food. I'm cooking food all the time. I love food. I'm eating. I'm eating it, and I'm 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 enjoying smelling it. I'm making it. I'm just food. You know, food is. Food is life. Life is food. You know, food is fuel. You get to live, you got to eat food. Eat food, and eat, you know you have it, and it's nice. Let me bring on my special guest today. My special guest today, for you, ladies and gentlemen, is none other than a fellow ex Food Network chef, du Patreon himself. Harry Belafondu. Welcome, Harry Belafondu. Mm, How are you? Mm, How you doing? Yes, thanks for having me on your 
your program. Harry, it is so good to see you. We you know, we don't get to... Uh, how, how long has it been? I haven't seen you in what? Like five, six it's years? It's the wedding. Yes. Oh, the oh, wedding. That's yeah. right. Yes. That's right. Your you niece. Know. My niece, yes. You were the officiator. And you catered that. Of course, oh, of course. What was that you made with the with the with the with the capers and the oh? It, it was, was so a good. cake fondue. It was a mm. cake fondue. That's right. Frosting, melted frosting, and you just you just you put cake little, right you put little, in there. You put little cake squares on forks, and you just like mm. noop into the into the frosting fondue. It was yeah. so good. It was, and the delight. capers were on there, and mm. then you wouldn't think capers and cake. But it was so good. It I worked. wouldn't think at all. Yes. Mm. No, that's the thing about Harry, Harry, Harry Belafondu. He my, doesn't think. He feels. My, he feels that food. My old teacher used to say, "Cook twice, measure once." Mmm. Oh. What's that mean? That means you cook twice as much as you think. Mmm. Oh. Cooking for an army, you mean? Like big family. No, no, no! It means you do more than you think. You, 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 you're, you're actively cooking more so than you're thinking about the oh. cooking. Oh, all right, all mm. right. So you just you get into that sort of cook zone. Oh, the cook zone. The cook zone. Oh, I love the cook zone. Not many survive the cook zone. Hey, it's a tough black hole to get out of, but. Now, I've got a special surprise for you today. Oh, oh. Harry Belafondu. Oh, I, um, you know Harry Belafondu does not like surprises, but in don't. this case, I shall make an exception. I, I, I appreciate your exception. All right. With a French accent. Here is special surprise for my buddy, Harry Belafondu. You mentioned your teacher? Mm, oh, oh! The lady who taught you everything you know about food and fondue? Miss Eloise herself? Miss Eloise is here today. Miss Eloise Cheese Crump? Please come in, Miss El Eloise Cheese Crump. Say hello. Hello. Ah, oh, Eloise, you are but a dream. Oh, it's been so long since you, I've seen you. You haven't aged a minute. <laughs> well, it's the acrohol. Ah, the acrohol. No, the alcohol. Oh, the... You still don't understand what I'm saying. Never have. I've never. <laughs> I guess. Alcohol. I don't drink it. I lay in it. Ooh. Oh, yes. that's a tip for you. Yes. Now, 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 how was it that you you two got involved? I had it. When was it in cook, culinary school? Did yes. you teach? Yes, culinary school. Long time ago. Oh, the Great War. Yes, the Great War. Yes. <laughs> that's when I first started. But no, you weren't in the class yet. Oh, right. That was when she started. Yes. I came much later. Yes, you you came in like 1975. That sounds about right. That's about the time that I think Julia Child started doing everything. Oh well. And she made it popular to cook, I believe. Uh, I I would not argue with Miss Eloise. No, you oh. better not, because you never understood one thing I was saying. But I did make an excellent fondue. Yes. Mm. Speaking of which. I've got a sp another special surprise for the both of you. Oh, oh, I, Miss Eloise does not like. I've got the ingredients. Uh oh, for your cake fondue. Uh, uh oh, Ooh. for you to put together 
for your your teacher Eloise. Yes. Oh, a special see. segment oh. we call oh. guest cooking. Oh. Oh, I, 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 I couldn't. I, 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 I mean, if you, it's, all right, it's done. I've made it. It's oh, just like magic. That was quick. Uh, you, a true and, chef uh, never reveals a secret. And am I right, Miss Eloise? You, you've yet, you've never tried his cake fondue. No, but I think I'm afraid to. Oh, oh well, I. Because you tried to poison me one time. That was. That was a miss. I thought, oh, 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 I thought, this is a funny, we can laugh about this now. I thought if you point, if the teacher died, you got an A. I'm glad you think that was funny. <laughs> no, no, hindsight is 2020, of course. <laughs> we're not laughing about no, this. No, we're not laughing at this. Because that's, that's, just that's, like old times. That's, yes. That's pretty fucked up. Yes, it was. Oh, take her side. Huh? What a podcast. What a podcast. That was riveting. Oh, man. Super entertaining. Very much enjoyed it. I mean, I thought they were going to come through the speakers there for a second. Oh, yeah. John. I I don't think I've ever... Thank you. I don't think I've ever felt more proud. John. John. Congratulations. If we can just say a quick congratulations. Congratulations, John. Congratulations. 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 Podcast introduction. I'm going to clap softly. I've never felt this appreciated. Never. Congratulations. And now it feels sarcastic. No, no. We mean look, this. Look, okay, I get it. You guys don't actually appreciate me. Wh- what? Whatever, you don't appreciate my podcast. John, I'm Okay, hurt. whatever. John, John no, don't okay. say that. John, we loved it. Congratulations. Yeah, Jesus congratulations. Christ. I'm going to go hide in the bathroom. All right. All John, right. no, well, no, go. John has stepped away, so I guess it's on us to carry out the rest of this. Hope it comes I, was, out I really enjoyed that podcast. I don't know what it was. It was really I mean, good. I thought it was pretty good myself. I mean, it, it, it was, was riveting. I know, mean, I know we all, we all agreed before the podcast that we would, like, go easy on John tonight because he's going through, like, a rough time. Sure, sure. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought we all handled that very subtly. I mean, it's not like it's, we did. Yeah. Some people, you try to help them, you know, it's, listen, he's got a lot of pride, you know. Pride goes before the fall, though. Oh, maybe maybe he knows he's about to fall. Yeah. Too big to fall? That's a fair point. (gasps) Oh, too big to fall! Connecting the circles! What? Hey, that was like a Kevin Bacon thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's the six degrees thing. Six degrees of John's follier. Yeah. Follier? Follier. I like like that. Nice. Yeah. Follow Webster. There we go. Okay, here he comes. Uh, oh, okay, all right. John, yeah. and, and that was back, like the guy was talking about food. Food. It was really yeah. interesting. The, oh, the food talk. You guys really liked it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, man. Yeah, congratulations. Th- thanks for bringing it. Okay. Yeah. John, yeah. unsarcastic, congratulations. Thank you. And, and just so you know we're serious, a super sarcastic Congratulations. Jesus Christ. It's just to balance it out. Oh my See? god. Yeah. Okay. He wants you to he wants you to get a big yeah, head. I don't want to get a big head. Because I mean then I'd like fall over or something. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to fit to the door, probably. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Yeah. And can a head out. be too big to fail? Ooh. Oh, that's the question hey. we want to ask. Presumably. <laughs> the mentor, that was Eloise. Butter, butter crumb? No, that was, was cheese crumb. Cheese crumb. Cheese crumb. Yeah. Okay. But, you know. I was I was wondering because as you know I'm I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a, a history a history buff. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, with I, I do have an associate's degree in history. I don't mean to brag. 
Oh, but, man, uh, here but it goes again. Eloise Cheesecrump was actually the first female sniper of World War One. Wow. Oh, oh, okay. okay. She's, a, she's a very accomplished woman. Wow. 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 I, that's yeah. why she I didn't really want to talk about the Great War. She, um, should, have, yeah. she should have a yeah. podcast. Probably. I'd you, listen to that. Yeah. Her, just her life story. Yeah. However, um, I've got a podcast. I've got another one. What? what? I'm going to throw it out there. Oh, my guys. gosh. Please tell. It's uh, in the vein, of course, too big to fail. Speaking of historical significance and, and wars and so forth. Uh, I brought a podcast. It's about the biggest short-lived empires in human history. These very flash-in-the-pan sort of empires that happened. Yeah. It's a, you know, somebody that, a person rallied a bunch of people, took over a bunch of territory, but then it quickly fell apart. Gotcha. And it's it's, it's stuff that actually isn't in the history books. Hmm. Well, it's, it's very fascinating in that like, yeah. it's, it's it's sort of unknown a little bit because if you it's so fast. If you don't make a big enough blip on the radar, exactly. who's there to write it down? It's kind of a footnote, you know, yeah. but but it's really interesting from the, the perspective of these people's stories and where they were coming from and why they were trying to accomplish a thing. Um, but it's a it's a it's an historical podcast about short lived empires. It's called his story? Question mark. Oh, like history. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a pun. I know it's not All a great right. title, but it's a really good podcast. Uh, if you guys are interested in listening to it, I I, I think it's it's sure. pretty fascinating. I mean, I don't think stories. it can teach me anything new, but let's find out. <laughs> Greetings, scholars that are out there. Uh, I'm back again. Um, this is his story, and uh, I'm Dean as always. And with me as always is Young Jeff. How do y'all? Ah, uh, Young Jeff. Uh, today we got a doozy of a show. You know. Mm-hmm. I heard about this one. Now, of course, you guys know what we do. We 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 cover the uh, the flash in the pan sort of empires that exist. They they sprouted up from the ground and they were cut down like weeds. Just like my grandmother's sunflowers. Just just like your and it's it's amazing you brought up sunflowers just now because we're talking about this empire, this empire today, this one we're we're talking about today. Yeah. yeah. The sunflower was their emblem. Really? Yeah, we're talking about the Armatheans. Armatheans. The Armatheans. Oh, yeah, I remember them. They they had like the they 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 captured like the world or or at least a section of the world back in what was it uh I don't know what 20 BC or something like that. 20 BC. They captured their perception of the known world. Oh yeah. Which was a hill. A hill. There was one hill. And and they, the the like the town there were towns around the hill, yeah. and, but no one had ever dared venture up that hill. Well, that that that's what that that's reason why they never really kept it that long because you know because somebody actually went up that hill one day and and, and decided to conquer them. Yeah, a different village every other like month or so yeah. would go up and plant their flag on that hill, but the Armatheans they held that hill for a full. Two months. That's 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 accomplishment right there. And you, they put their sunflower 
that there's sunflower like stag flag, flag, flag on top of that hill. Well, that, that's that's quite interesting. Not a lot was known about the Ar- Armathian culture. Like, almost nothing. All we know is they kept that hill for two months. But but their practices, their religions, their customs, we actually have the world-renowned Armathian scholar today. He is... His credentials? Longer than my rap sheet, I'll tell you that. Today, we got our, our special surprise secret expert... And he is uh we gotta we gotta straighten our collars. This is Doctor. I don't have a collar. Uh, neither do I. I was, I was oh, oh, I see you you're being figmentative. Figmentative, yeah. yeah. Alright, well but we got we have Dr. Jones Mickey, the Armathian scholar. How do? How do? Mm, hello. It's actually Jones McCain. Um, I'm, 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 I'll fire my intern. Is that English you're speaking? Uh, but it's something. Yes, well, um... You got, you got to turn your ears up. Oh, sorry. Mm, am I on the, am I on the rights? Are you? Studio? I don't know. It Are seems... You? Well, this, this is the best... I'm here to talk about the Armathians Yeah, Empire. They, 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 you're in the right spot. I mean, you came to Arlene, Texas. This is the best history podcast this side of whatever river's closest. The Red River. The Red River. Okay. Not a geologist. I'm a historian. Well, um, well I bet the Red you, River. Do you have any... Would you want to start with some, some questions? No. Uh, uh, how long? I got a question. Uh, all right. Young uh, Jeff's oh. got a question. Oh, yes. Now, um, he's, he's known, known you, for some humdingers. Youthful yeah. Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, so, the the Armathians, Ar- 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 they, they captured the hill and they kept it for two months. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. They actually kept it for two months and three days. Ooh. Oh, three and, days. and the three, right. not it the Wikipedia. From, it was from July 1st. Till September second. Oh. oh, they used the Gregorian calendar in their. Uh... Yeah, they did. They did actually. They thank you. Yeah, oh, you know. You oh, know. I, I, it's just that's really surprising because this was as established twenty BC. I mean, if we went by the standard calendar of today, they would have kept it for what that that, that translates to. Mm, let's see, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe September. 20 seconds, maybe somewhere in there. I don't know. Oh. So, we, 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 go with, we go with my, we go with the modern day calendar. It would have been something like two and five, no, two and two and. Can't we just say like two, two months and, and three days? Can't, can't we round? We can do, round it off a little bit. Round let's it say to some was, number. Let's say it was a little, two months plus. Two oh, months. plus. All right, all right. Because uh, three plus. days is just too much, I guess. Uh, well, see, well, here's the mm. thing. Mm, yes. Just not a lot is known about that Armathian culture, and, and that includes mm. the exact stay they had on top of that hill. Mm, yes. Oh, no. It's, it's, it, was, it was a huge cover-up. Back in uh, in those days, uh, there was um. I don't want to get into conspiracy theories here. Oh no, please do. This is historic. What what the what the situation was? Well, the Armathenians they took the hill on July first, and what happened was when they were sacked, 
when they were the hill was taken from them. Oh. They were no longer kings of the hill, as it were. A little joke, Young Jeff. Oh, that's a joke. Yeah. Oh, little, okay. A little gaff. Oh, so uh, but, but I got a question. Did, 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 uh, did, did they uh, take the, the sunflower flag with them? Mm, well, those, the, 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 the new empire that took the hill from them, mm-hmm. they, were the, they were the hill people of the indigenous Aryan. And they they took the hill back from their Armathenians, and they actually burned the flag. They burned the flag. They burned the flag. The one symbol of the Armathenian culture that we know of today, they burned. That's it. correct. But why did they, they do that? They burned the flag. They burned the flag. They took all of the Armathenian soldiers and packed. Packaged them onto large boats, boat, bo- oh. and sent them across the seas. Now, now, did the Armathians know how to sail, or did were they just completely blown out of the water, if you will? Well, oh, that's that a pun. was a, that that's was a pun. that's oh, that's a part right. of the story that I had. To, a lot of research has led me to believe that the Armathians did not know how to sail, but the indigenous peoples of the hill region. They taught them how to sail. They taught the few, the captains and the commanders of the Armathenian uh, horde, if you will. They taught them how to What'd sail. The horde. The horde. 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 It's a large group. What? Now that that sounds like you're calling the Armathenians like barbarians, like a, a barbarian well, horde. These to, were to the hill people. They were barbarians. Oh, but they they ruled for two months. You think they would they be a more esteem? I hey, I agree. They got a bad rap, as it were, to use the colloquial well, phrase. So, so they treat they 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 treated them like barbarians, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. This isn't like a, 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 of course a, attacking no. sort of I thing. Have, I have decades of research. And, and I don't, I'm steeped in this knowledge, and I I just want they, ask what you will. They treated them like barbarians, but they taught select few of them how to sail. Of course, they Hang were. On. So, so, so they 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 captured them and then they taught them how to sail. Well, to, course, to, to send them off to nowhere. The world was a much smaller place at the time. Well, no, it was no just one, one hill. It was just a hill. They were like, "This is our hill. You can't have it. So we're gonna send you away to find another hill. Um. Maybe it's heaven." On the other side of those seas. <laughs> now, That's in their minds. What? And what they thought was... 20 BC, they're talking about a heaven? Well, they're virgin of heaven. Oh, boy. And they sent their Armathenian horde across the seas. And they burned the flag. They, they removed all mention of the Armathenians from their culture. They said, no, there was no time at which we did not have this hill for ourselves. But I, I do have... To, I, on behalf of young Jeff, I have to ask one question because he's got one question he always asks, but I, I don't want to put him on the spot. Are you going to put him on the spot? What's, okay. the, what's, what, what, what's the question? Now, if what you said is true and these other people, the. Uh, Armathenians? Well, no, I know they are the, the Armathenians. Hill people. Oh, yeah. The, mm. and now, if they erased all knowledge, all record of, of the Armathenian mm. rule, how come we know about it today? Well, Ooh, yeah, that's, that's a, a wonderful question. question. And. To answer that question, I happen to have some of the fan fiction I've written 
It's historical fan fiction about what might have happened with the hill people. Oh, kind of like that Doc Holiday story that, um, you know, that gets tombstone. <laughs> I don't know if I learned anything or if I didn't learn anything. That's the sign of a good podcast. Mm. It made me think. I don't know if, I mean, that's that's something. I don't know that I think that any of that was true or accurate, but I thought about it. That's the sign of a good podcast. I thought about it a lot, and I think I forgot. Were they talking about the methamphetamines? Was that the name of the... Was that... Is that right? No, it was the... Ar- Armenians, Ar- wasn't it? The Armenians? Ar- Armathenia? No, okay. Armathenia? That's the sign of a good podcast. You know what else is the sign of a good podcast? What? Some good commercials. You're damn right. Because if it's a good podcast, you got some good damn commercials on it. Hooey! Damn, damn, damn. Hooey! That's the sign of a good podcast. Hooey! Ads. Well, howdy, hey there. My name's Ted, and you can come on down to Ted's Oxygen Bar. What we do is we hook you up like a regular bar, what like the bar I used to own on Highway 225. You come in, you sit down, we put an oxygen tank on your face, and you get kind of high. You feel weird for a while, and then you leave. $200, give me your money. What? Hey, Frank. Hi, huh, what? Oh, you know what? What? I'm going to tell you right now. Here's the thing. What? About brake pads. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's like pads for brakes. Yes, that's exactly what they are. But the thing is, people have been dealing with the same brake pads for the past, what, nine on to 70, 80, 90 years? <laughs> what? There's what? not been a new innovation in brake pads in so long. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's the thing. Brake pads have changed, huh. Frank. Oh. Yeah. They're new now. Brake pads aren't what they used to be. <laughs> what? Brake pads used to be a thing that was carbonite steel <laughs> against your tire well. <laughs> but now there uh, there's there's a new air cushion system from our friends at Hellberg. <laughs> Halibug Industries. What? You want some good Italian food? You come on down here to uh, to casa your mama. You know, you can see whatever's on the menu, but you know what? They're going to come out and tell you what you're going to have because that's the way things work around here. You know what? We got a new thing on the menu called this, uh, you know, this uh, this uh, flower fondue um, made by that uh, famous... Uh, that, uh, the, what do you call it, the, the head chef, uh, Harry Belafondu. Come on down, you know, you get a free pasta salad for, uh, for lunch if you, uh, you know, if you're a woman over 25 years old, between 25 and 35, because, you know, we like to keep it in between the age range or something, you know, so, uh, you know, we're located down by the bottom being over here, so if you just want to hang down, uh, you know, Turnpike 40, you, you'll see the place, you know, you won't, you won't miss it, because it's called Casa Yo Mama La Trovietta. Henry from Podcast Party here, telling you that speed limits are just suggestions. Don't follow the law, break the rules. That's the only way you're going to become the king of America. Breaking the rules, breaking the rules. Breaking the law. Yeah. Don't be a sheep. This has been a PSA 
Endorsed by Podcast Party. Motherfuckers. What great ads. Michael, Arthur, me, Henry, I have to tell you all, those were some ads. That they were. Yes, they were. It's like a blood transfusion to this podcast of, not gonna say dead weight, but otherwise dead weight. Whoa. That was pretty heavy. I mean, blood makes things not dead. I mean, I've seen plenty of things die with blood in them. All right. Well, we uh, will agree to disagree, John. (laughs) All right. Let's get back to the main event. Which is too big to fail. Too big to fail. Too big to fail. Do you think that could be like a Fast and Furious movie? Like, too big to fail? Fast 8, too big to fail. <laughs> At this point, I mean, it really is. It really is, yeah. People will go see it. I'll go see it. In a world. Fast and Furious movies are fun. They're bad, but they're a lot of fun to go watch. As long as they keep adding big stars to it, I'm, I'm why not? And they're basically, they're superheroes at this point. They drive a car from one building to another building, mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. They drive a car from one skyscraper to another skyscraper in one of the movies. Oh, yeah. They drive a car out of a plane, I think. I think that was the most recent one? I think so. I've only seen Tokyo Drift, but from what I understand, <laughs> in one of the newest ones, a human being, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, punches another human being, played by Vin Diesel, through a concrete wall, yep. and that is normal. They have a fight, and there's a weird, like... Like I guess Hollywood politics thing because it's like they they couldn't do it to where the Rock beats up Vin Diesel because then it would ruin Vin Diesel's cred or something. So it had to be a thing where like they came to like a amicable agreement. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. nobody beat nobody beat anybody. They just fought and they both held their ground because they're both big strong dudes and blah blah blah. It, it's prison rules, you know. Nobody right. can technically beat anybody without breaking the law or whatever, or, like, incurring the wrath of the guards. So if you beat each other within an inch of your lives... Exactly. You know, I, I want to go back to the Vin Diesel cred, because what right. does he actually have to his cred? He's got that, those, those movies, the, 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 found, the Sound and the Furious. No, no, The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's the sequel. Anyway. <laughs> and, um, and what? Riddick? He's well, got he's got Those Riddick. two he's got- things... Pitch Black was good, but he's also got... He was the voice of the Iron Giant. True. Oh, yeah. He was right. also the voice of Groot. Yes. But Which he, he begged for that role. And it was... He did a good job. Yeah, okay. All right. I was going to say, but you, but you didn't see him. Yeah. But that really doesn't matter. That's but, fair. But that goes to his credit, so I guess. I will say this in all seriousness. Vin Diesel is weirdly trapped between like the two realms of nerd and jock right because he's a big like D guy he right? loves D he he loves he loves marvel he loves groot you know he, he loves all he, he the only reason he did more fast and the furious movies was to do more chronicles of riddick movies mm. and so it's like hollywood wants him to be the stereotypical jock he wants to do what he wants to do so it's like he's in this weird quasi-state where he has to be both. Yeah. But I he mean, gets paid for it, so it doesn't really matter. Well, you're right. I mean, fair enough. I mean, yeah. to exist in Hollywood, you have to accept that you're going to work for paychecks sometimes. Like, uh, who's the guy who plays Jim from The Office? John Krasinski? Yes. Uh, he was in that Michael Bay movie about Benghazi, whereas otherwise, he's super involved in like really small art films and stuff. 
But, you know, when someone comes up to you and offers you three to five million dollars to pretend to shoot a gun in a desert for two months, you're going to take it. Sure. And you're going to get super buff doing it, as John Krasinski did. All right. I mean, Vin Diesel's basically John Krasinski. With less hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although, he did have normal. hair in a certain movie. Uh, is it called I'm Not Guilty? Find me guilty. Find me guilty. I'm That's not right. guilty. Find me guilty. Same thing. Yeah, it was a it was a movie where he was uh, on trial for racketeering and blah blah blah, and he was like not gonna be a rat, and he you know he was like the local town hero, but he was a mobster, and I, but he had hair. He had like a weird sort of. Hair it was thing. weird. It, it was, was weird seeing the movie. It was, it was a weird look. I saw the movie. Not bad. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty bad. good actually. It was pretty solid. And actually, it's based on a real story. Yeah. 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 I just. I'm just imagining a bird sitting on his head. Is that, am I close? It's it basically that. Yeah. You're not it was wrong. kind of a. He had a widow's peak. Yeah. Was a thing. But it was like way back here. Yeah, it was super receding hairline. So it was a little more believable because he was balding. Yeah. Speaking of movies and those based on true stories, yeah. there's actually a podcast related to movies that are based on true stories that. Kind of failed. There's there are movies that maybe people haven't heard of, movies that sort of flopped in the box office, but they were based on these really like interesting stories, real true life stories. But the whether the direction or the script or whatever, it just the movie didn't work. And uh, uh, yeah, it's about like true life fails. Really, and that, that's actually what it's called. It's called True Life Fails. It sounds good to me. I second. I thirded. Ooh, it's been thirded. True Life Fails, that's us. Welcome back. My name is Henry, and this is my friend... Michael. Henry and Michael, we're here holding it down, talking about real-life fails in movies. That's right, real-life movies that are based on real-life events that failed. Yeah. So that's basically the, the thesis statement of our podcast, and right now we'd like to get down to the nitty-gritty and start talking about what really matters, movies based on life events that failed. The life events did fail. The life events, highly interesting. Movies, however, failed. Real life fails. Get down to it. Brass tacks, number one. Okay, so the number one movie I got on my list this week uh, is going to be um, this, uh, the, 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 uh, what do you call it? The uh, the biopic of... Um, yeah, yeah, biopic. Yeah, of uh, Oval Redenbacher. Oval Redenbacher biopic. I love this one. Yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago, you know. Uh, he, uh, you know, you know, Oval Redenbacher, the uh, the king of the popcorn makers and mm -hmm. stuff, and the popcorn back in the 80s, you know, he had his own TV show with the bow, you know, bow tie and the commercial and all that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know, the thing about that is, you know, um, they, they decided to make a biopic, you know, because, I mean, they what, they made one about that, uh, what's the woman's name, uh... The, uh, the the Grandin, uh, Temple yeah, Grandin. Temple Grandin, Temple yeah. Grandin. I mean, I understand that woman had a, you know, kind of a, you know, she has Asperger's, which is not, it's nothing to laugh about, yeah. I understand, you know, but, you know, this is, you know, so they, they kind of went another way and decided to make this movie about Orville Redenbacher. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting choice because they made Orville Redenbacher in real life, very hilarious real life story, but they made it very dramatic. Yeah. 
I mean, because you know they got to add a little drama to it. Because if you don't add drama, it ain't gonna. It ain't, it's not gonna. It's not going to. Uh, it's not gonna work. Yeah, like no one's gonna go see a movie if they're like, ah, I'm gonna go see this old Renbacher movie. It's like, ah, laughing all the time. I mean, Whatever. Yeah, I mean, who who really wants to see a, an inventor sitting in an office, you know, counting checks all day long? I mean, that, that, that's 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 not the right way to do a movie. I mean, so you got to add a little drama to it. I mean, that's what the Hollywood people do. Yeah, that, that's why Darren Aronofsky directed this movie. It was. That it, very snappy dialogue, very very bleak, yeah, very kinda, interesting. Kind of like that uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross uh, movie with Al Pacino. If you yeah, yeah, that's my hero right there, Al Pacino. Al Pacino, yeah, Al Pacino, <clears throat> yeah. No, not, tragically not, not, absent from this movie. Yeah, unfortunately, he was kind of busy making that uh, Jack Kevorkian movie for HBO. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, so uh, that's no, that's my, uh, that's my list. What about you? How, what what uh, what movie you got on your list this week? So number two on the list. This one, I I think it's pretty interesting. You know, personally. I've never found the story of Abraham Lincoln to be that interesting. Personally, I don't think it's that great. More interesting, I think, is the life of one President Garfield. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what was his name again? Uh, was it Chester? Chester yeah. Garfield? Yeah, no. Chester Garfield. Something like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what, what kind of life did he live? I mean, he, he, what, he, he was president for, what, a few days, a few months, yeah, or something yeah. like that? And, and then, all of a sudden he got, like, sick? Yeah, he got sick and he died. So you have this movie that's it's like it's like twenty four except sped up. It's his whole presidency from beginning to pretty tragic end. But that that you know that that sounds pretty good you know it, for like maybe thirty minutes. Yeah, for thirty minutes. But then when the rest the other two hours it's it's a two hour and thirty minute movie. When the yeah. last two hours is his tragic sickness and his eventual death. Yeah, hey, when that happens, I really do. You know because you know I, I'm sitting there for thirty minutes. I don't think I'm looking for a door. You know, yeah. I, I, I want to get out of here. Yeah, I, I want to look for that flash and exit sign. Get out of here, eat my runts in peace, and not watch Vin Diesel up here dying as President Chester Garfield for two hours. I mean, I, you know, look, I, I've never seen the dude with hair before. You know, I mean, he had this, like, hair, like, slicked back a little bit. He even had a beard. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not used to him having any kind of hair on his face at all. You know, and, I mean, what, what, he didn't have any cars or anything in, the, in this movie. I mean, what, what they had? Like, what they had, like, a, a horse and carriage or something? They were, like, horses. They were carriages. They were desks. Most of it was inside. Sometimes you saw outside a window. But other than that, from his sick bed, I don't know. What was up with that? I don't, I, I don't think a sick bed is entertaining for a movie, but I think his real life is very interesting. Probably, I don't know. I mean, look, they 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 made the English patient kind of thing, and that was a big old hit. But that thing was like the dude was dying. I mean, the whole thing about the you know, the dude was burned up in a plane crash, and that was it. Yeah, well, what, what, what kind of entertainment is that? He, he wasn't just dying in an office. Come on, uh, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, I don't like watching people die. Don't make movies about watching people die. Nah. So anyway, so that's what I got. You know, uh, I think I might have one other list. Uh, I can't. I can't really read my my writing here. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's that movie with Nev Campbell in it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was kind of like a. Uh, it was a knockoff of the Lord of the Rings thing. You yeah. know, they they tried to make a life of the Tolkien. You know, but they yeah. they wound up making the what was the guy's name that uh, that made the. Uh, the uh, 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 what do you call it? The uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, uh, C.S. Eliot. Yeah, yeah, C.S. Eliot. They they made a life story about him. Yeah. You know? But they didn't really make it when he was older, making the movie, making the book or anything like that. Uh -huh. They made it when he was like making the, uh, you know, when he was younger. Yeah, when he, when he was younger, he was an intellectual, and you know, I understand he was a very beautiful man. So when they get Nev Campbell to dress as him, yeah. Nev Campbell star, I appreciate that. There's a certain Shakespearean element to that. I can appreciate that. Yeah. But, I mean, look, here's the thing. You know, it, it, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the Shakespearean people did that all the time, you know. But the thing just stopped. Like, right there, when he became 30 years old, it, it, it ended. Like, mm -hmm. like walk the line. 
You know, walk the line. I love Johnny Cash. I, I, lo I listen to his music all the time, but the thing just ended right there. They got married and that stopped right there. I don't understand that. Like his life is about to become interesting and he's got the cake and it's got the 30 and he blows the candles on credits roll. What's up with that? Don't uh, understand it. Don't understand it. Cinema Verite. Don't understand it. Don't understand anything at all. I don't, I don't get it. You know, I thought it was an okay movie. I thought it was beautiful. I thought the Coen brothers did a great job, but you know, drop the ball on this one. Yep. Fascinating life. Fascinating life. Ruin. Bad movie. I ain't gonna see another Cohen movie until they come up with a good one. Ugh. Those guys. Yeah, what do you Those guys can't stand them. My last movie, real life story, D.B. Cooper. Oh, yeah. The, the guy that jumped out of a plane, you know, owing like a million of dollars or something like that, stealing yeah. or something. He Nobody like, knows where he is. He like stole a bunch of money. He like smoked, he smoked like Paul Mall lights on a plane, jumped out. Most famous like plane hijacker, robber, like ransom dude in history. Really interesting life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Pl what I heard. Plane thing, not even the movie. No, really? No. Seriously. I, I mean, I, I looked for the plane because, I mean, that's the story. You yeah. know, the dude jumped out of the plane. Where's the plane? Like, we know literally nothing about this dude's life except this plane thing. And and we, we have his life. It's like boyhood. It's like birth until the plane thing. And then there's this cut and it's like three months later. Totally skips over the plane thing. I understand. Like if he had an interesting life before that, fine. You are clearly omitting the plane thing. But yeah, I mean, like you, you omit the plane thing. All of a sudden the next scene opens up in the middle of the woods because everybody's looking for him. Well, where, where, where did he go? Yeah, where'd he go? Because the, after the plane thing, like, you don't even see him anymore. What's happening? It becomes like Rambo first blood, but there's no Rambo. What's the point if there's no Rambo? No D.B. Cooper, no Rambo. What's the point? I don't, what, uh. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe he is Rambo. Wait, like, D.B. Cooper became Rambo? Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. I think that makes sense. Yeah, you know what? We got a Hollywood producer we can call about this show. Oh, get him on the horn. Yeah. This will be like that time we got that one movie made that was the biopic about the Beach Boys starring, uh, starring... Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Starring, uh... John, Matt, Cus Matt, yeah, John Cusack. John Cusack, Cusack and yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was yeah. great. It was Matt, great. Jo John Cusack played uh, Brian Wilson and, yeah. and, and uh, Matt Damon played uh, Mike Love. Yeah. 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 It, it wasn't going to work because they don't, they don't sing. They don't sing well at all. No, you look, know? look at him. The, no no talent in that Brian Wilson. Look at him. Look, yeah, look at him. He, he, he looks like he's coming to us all the time. Look, He's like, oh, who cares? All the time, who cares? Like, well, he, he oh, wouldn't it be nice? Oh. Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, he's got good vibrations, sorry, because he's he's shaking all over the place. Yeah, pet yeah. sounds because he sounds like a freaking dog. Yeah, yeah, he does now because he, he did all those uh, all those drugs back in the sixties and seventies. Uh huh. Now, now he really sounds like a dog. Yeah, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy can't stand him. Nah, well, whatever you know. Anyway, yeah. I, that's that's probably been us for today. Real life fails. Yeah. Good luck. was good They're very informative a lot oh. of things i didn't know about the movie industry uh, uh, what did you guys think i mean um, the parts that i caught so good i mean i actually saw the over Redenbacher. um oh yeah the biopic? the biopic yeah i mean it was it was on netflix a few years ago but or a few you know it was back when you had to mail it in you know oh, you know, you oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Thing. back in the dark ages oh, yeah. yeah 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 back yeah. before wi-fi and all that so mm -hmm. um but yeah it, it was it was pretty good you know, really, uh, it was you know maybe want to eat a lot of popcorn, but I mean, hey, that's what the movies do, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. yeah, they're, for sure. They're just advertisements for products, right? Yeah. Speaking of letting people down, fortunately, we probably have to let our listeners down. Yeah, sorry guys, that's the end of this episode. Happy trails to you. Sorry.
Happy on, trails to all. On the yeah. road again. We've had some uh, we've had some fun tonight. Yeah. Had some good podcasts. Oh yeah, definitely. Man, it's uh, a blast, man. Yeah. But uh but listen guys. Thanks, Henry. Uh you're welcome. Thanks, John. Congratulations. Art. Yes, man. Super awesome to have you here with uh, us. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Joining me in the podcast party. John, congratulations. All right. We uh we're gonna sign off now. But, but I think oh, but, but I first, think Henry has a last parting word of advice. I think we all need to just congratulate John. Yes, one more time, John. John. Oh, okay. Unsarcastic. Mm-hmm. Super for real from the heart and the gullet mm-hmm. at the same time, everyone. Congratulations. Well, that time it felt sincere, even with the air quotes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Also, check out Zero Credits. It's a good podcast. Oh, yeah. Good times all around. Always. And we'll see you next time, listeners. For now. Ciao. Good night, everybody. Bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Motherfuckers.